Hey, hello and welcome to this week's show with Neville Wright. Now, what happened was we did such a long show, it was about two hours long, um, that we've decided to put it into two parts. So this is part one. Expanding your mind with Grant Hicks. A boundary-breaking show designed to dissect subjects such as spirituality, past lives, hypnosis, the esoteric, ancient history, the universe, energy, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, the earth, and more. Welcome to this week's show with Neville Wright as our special guest. Um, I'm just going to read off of here, Neville, what you've sent me, so it's uh, so people know what you're about. <laughs> I just copied it from somebody who wrote it about me. Will <laughs> <laughs> be, be done. Okay, right, Neville Wright, the dyslexic—if I could speak properly—dyslexic entrepreneur. Uh, Neville Wright invested 37p in 1974, and then by 2011, he had turned that 37p into a massive 100 million pounds. He joins me, Grant Hicks, to discuss his journey and how his dyslexia brought unexpected change and opportunity into his life. Then in 2020, he stopped writing his second book to delve deep into what has turned the world upside down, knowing that the exact opposite would have been done if he'd have been in charge of the country. He discusses how vital elements uh, of common sense across all areas of his business were key in its phenomenal growth and record-breaking valuation. He shares great content on what it takes to grow a successful business and the country, keeping everyone sane and in control of their lives. And we'll talk about your book a bit later on, eh? Or now, you. whenever you like. No, I don't. I like the jingle. You like the jingle? Well, I thought all the uh, things uh, that you uh, said that you're doing and yeah. what you do, I just thought, ah, oh, he's just another ordinary bloke then. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> a normal bloke that pisses a lot of people off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, as you know, it happens when you speak the truth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to start off on, on your journey? I know we spoke a little bit the other day. Uh, yeah. about it and, and what I found intriguing is what what you found as normal was working as a young child and that in, in school you'd have a lot of biscuit for breakfast or something so, yes. <laughs> yeah it's not there well I, I I didn't get on at school right from the first day I thought this is a peculiar place to be yeah why, why are they making me sit down and um try and put these letters together it was the first first day and I just knew I was in the wrong place right. and uh, I can remember the the first teacher when I was five um, and it's, it is in my book and and it says um, she told me what it said on the on the page that she thought I could read because she said now now read it and I and I read and I, I read exactly what she said it was about fire engine Anyway, so things she said very good. She turned over the page and she said, now read, carry on. <laughs> I couldn't because she hadn't told me what it was. <laughs> that was like, you know, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. She told me what the first page said. I remembered it and ah. told her. <clears throat> but the second page was just gobbledygook. You know, the, 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 the letters 
just changed places in front of my eyes. Wow. And I said, well, I, I, I don't know, I can't. I don't know what it is. And she said, you're being naughty. So that's like, <laughs> within a few days of being at school, I was classed as the naughty boy of the class. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, if punishment starts, wow. and, um, and you wonder what's going on. And, yeah. and I've always thought, you know, carrying on, this went through 10 years of, of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I say on my new book, on, on the front of my new book, by the age of 11, I, I was wanting to commit suicide. Really? That's how school affected me. Yeah. And I'm sure it affects a lot of people, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of kids like that. Yeah. And, and it was just uh, dreadful on a daily basis. I couldn't get, I couldn't wait to get rid of it. But I'd been brainwashed at a certain amount. I'd been brainwashed yeah. into getting a job, um, following in like my mother and father's footsteps and my brother and sister footsteps of, of getting a job but I didn't I didn't realize then I'd already been self-employed since I was seven years old and, and I didn't realize that actually you could make a living out of doing what you've been doing yeah and, and, and so therefore I was a um, I say in my book again that at the age of seven I couldn't read and I and I assumed that everybody else could but I was the only boy in my class with my own money in my pocket. Yeah. What I could do with what I liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Um, so that was the start of 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 my life. Yeah. Neville, do, do you sorry? Do you think that um, that is a an ability in everybody, or just a certain amount of people where they think oh, I'm just naturally gifted to want to work at a young age, not thinking. Um, I, I suppose anybody can do it if they have the, if they have the want. Yeah. I talk about want, needs, hopes, and dreams. Um, and in my public speaking, and it's like, what do you what do you want? Well, my brother and sister had got a bank account when they was eight years old, and I wanted one. <laughs> and when my mother took me down Lincoln Road to the trustees savings bank. They said I couldn't have one because I was only six and I needed some money to put in. So oh. by the age of seven, I wanted to have a bank account because I wanted a copy my brother and sister. Oh, and so okay. therefore I needed to earn some money to because I saw them put it their little um, wallet that they used to put pennies in and I wanted the same. So that was my want, you know, my need for was was to put money. Where do I get that from? Well, it's it was obvious to me. Um, help the milkman. You know, and, and, and those days was horse and car, and then they went on, and then they went on to this uh, electric vehicle. So this in nineteen fifty eight, you know, electric vehicles were about. So it's nothing yeah. new. No, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I won't go into that now. Um, but the um, the situation was, I worked, I earned, I saved, and I was proud. Now I could do that, but of course in school, it didn't. Yeah. There was nothing there for me to understand mm -hmm. because the being called stupid, being called naughty, being put in uh, 
the corner of the classroom where everybody would laugh at me, being told to go in the corridor to the headmaster, you know, to to because I was unruly, to moving my um, desk from the back to the front, from the front, because I said I couldn't see from the front to next to the teacher's desk, made me the class clown. Oh, and it was yeah. like, you know, you have things thrown at you. So at the same time as the kids were throwing uh, bits of paper and rubbish, right, and hitting, I had the teacher throwing a, um, what's it called, a rubber? What ball the, rubber. You know, ball yeah, yeah, throwing that at me because I wasn't paying attention. But I, I was paying attention. I just, I couldn't understand how everybody could uh, could see. in On my um, website, there's a bit about dyslexia and there's a, a, a film, you know, a video, and it yeah. shows people how dyslexic people see the pages and all the letters are all falling down the page and altering. Every time you blink your eyes, they're in a different place. Wow. So it's like, and it's, they still are. I mean, I've been married now 52 years, I mean, 53 years, um, and I knew my wife um, four years before that. So, and I ask her every single day, how do you spell? Sometimes the word, uh, like minute, for instance, I can spell that any, in, in a half a dozen ways, but it's like, and I still don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I still ask her, and she says, I've just, I've just bloody told you <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I know, I know. And then she goes, rattle, rattle, rattle. And I go, oh, no, three letters, just do the three letters. At, at a time because I can't get more than three letters and it's like it took me three and a half years to write a million words and then condense it down to 130,000 words for my book and it's like that was so hard to do yeah. so I did every single word and every spelling mistake and everything wow you know, incredibly hard but of course if you've got if, if you've got a dream mm -hmm. uh, and to make that dream come true you've got to make it into goals yeah. and set those goals so many uh so much a day you know i worked on that book from 10 o'clock at night to 20 past three in the morning if it was more than 20 past three then the birds would keep me awake i wouldn't get to sleep <laughs> so it's things like that and it's other situations that drive you so yes that's a long long-winded way of saying yeah. yes anybody can do it but they have to be in a situation any situation needs to be worse than the situation they want to be in right and if it's a lot worse if it if it's so so bad then you'll do anything to uh, to follow your dreams you know if you yeah. if there was no water and there was no food and there was and it was you got no house no shelter and you was one side of the mountain and in a normal day you wouldn't go and climb a mountain but yeah. in a situation you would climb this mountain not knowing whether it's the same on the opposite side or not if it's the same on the opposite side it's no different Mm -hmm. But it it could be different. Yeah. So therefore, you're going into the unknown, but you're not scared because you're leaving behind the dreadful situation that you've got. 
you're, yeah. you're into for whatever reason. So do you, do you think that kind of leads on to a, an entrepreneurial mindset? Because obviously there's some people in really, obviously right now there's people in really bad situations and they're not, they want to be out of the bad situations, but they're not doing anything about it. They're just it's not got bad enough. They're stuck. It's not got bad enough. It has for some people, or some people understand, and and then. But if you are surrounded, if you're logical, and you've been through, well, I've been through like 50, 49 years of business, yeah. looking after yeah. myself, um, and my family, uh, and and a hundred and twenty-five families you know we we looked after for years and years and years 34 years we had um that business and uh, it's so so therefore uh things have got to be really really bad before you wake up yeah if you're a frog and you put into nice cool water yeah. and they turn the gas on then some frogs are going to fall asleep and think this is nice and it's getting really hot and and oh well i can't be i can't be asked to jump out <laughs> uh, and other frogs are going to say mm, there's something wrong here it's getting a bit too hot they're going to jump out yeah and um yeah and, and that's that's life so do you think the um like the benefit system like supposed to be there for people down on their luck and now obviously there's people that use a benefit system for a living yeah. You know, they get free housing, free this. There's free no that. benefits to the benefit system. Hmm. No benefit to you on the benefit system. As it is now and as it was 50 years ago, when I was on the benefit system, then there was no benefit whatsoever. They'll give you enough. Yeah, uh, here's a, a, a saying that everybody knows. Um, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Yeah. teaching people to fish and elite for a lifetime mm -hmm. well they're not teaching people there's no uh, curriculum in the benefit system only to say like when i went begging uh for them to help me start up a window cleaning cleaning business they said no you're either on the dole or off and i go but i'm desperate for another two pounds a week and what i've said to them is can i come here every thursday show you what I've got, what I've earned each day, and if it's below the, I think it was about 18 pounds, if it's wow. below the 18 pounds, will you make it up? And then sooner or later, I'm going to earn more than 18 pounds and I, I don't have to come here anymore. And they said, no. And I said, well, I'm desperate to feed my uh, wife and child, yeah. um, three-year-old child, and I haven't got enough money. I need another two pounds. And he looked at my notes and I can remember now it's a yellow folder. He looked at and he goes, oh, yeah, I see you've got one child. And I said, yes. He said, well, to get the extra two pounds, you can have it, but you have to have another child. <laughs> and I'm going, well, just what kind of a system yeah. is this? And I realised, uh, you know, I had a bit of a fit uh, and I realised why the desks were high in the Dole office and why they were wide. Because, you know, it was... It, there was gold in you and it was like it was too far to jump up and get hold of the person and try and shake some <laughs> sense into me. So my altercation was just a verbal one and not right. a physical one, thank goodness, you know, because I would have shamed my mum and dad if yeah. I'd been in the paper for assault, you know. So, um, 
And that's another thing I learned my, uh, my, my, after, uh, anyway, I went on to self-employment that day. Yeah. So I went from a beggar in the morning at half past 10, begging for another two pounds, to chairman of the board in the afternoon. And I made my first acquisition before five o'clock. And that was, that, that was a 37 pence piece of cloth to clean the windows. I yeah. went over to my father's house. Uh, and I did a deal with him. I said, can I borrow your ladder? Yeah, and he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, that's what started me on, on, that, um, on that journey. You know? yeah. So it's, it's so bad that you can't stand it anymore. Um, and then nothing going forward is, is going to be so yeah. bad. You, you've got an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was another opportunity about three weeks later, as I was cleaning people's windows, I realized after a couple of days, and I wasn't, I'd only just began in business, so I'd got a mentality of a job, but then I was changing from a chrysalis to the butterfly because I had got to think different. So this lady came out of her house and looked up the ladder and said, Never, why are you here? Can you? And I said, Yes, I can. And she says, I can ask the question, yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is those three weeks uh, in 1974 after I started. Yeah, and uh, uh, the book is called The Answer Is Yes, No, What Is the Question? And it comes from a lady down Alexander Road. And she, she said, I haven't asked the question yet. I said, I'll do anything for you that you want. As long, and this is my mother's words ringing yeah. in my ear, as long as it's not immoral or illegal in my mother's eyes. Right. Because she used to say to me, if you do anything wrong, boy, Lord Jesus will punish you. Wow. And I, I've got this from like nothing to growing up. And I must have heard it a million times. And she used to say, and she used to add a caveat onto it, you know, it's like a it's like a book, the title, and then something else, and then a tagline. And her tagline after she's saying, and Lord Jesus will punish you. And she used to say, and if he doesn't, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a cane. I was better say that. Propped up, up behind the kitchen door, <laughs> and she used it every day. Bloody hell! My poor mum. She's got three, three children, um, and um, you know we used to drive her mad, and it was like, uh, and she put her head in the gas oven. She'd commit. She was trying to commit suicide because we'd get us so wound up. It was awful. So that's a kind of background. <laughs> so I was prepared to go over that bloody mountain. <laughs> but to pick up on a point there, we said about your, your mum, we find that our parents give us uh, our internal dialogue, don't they? Sometimes you hear their voices every time you go and do something. Is there a way that we can do that ourselves. So, for example, we had like negative parents always constantly running us down and you're this, you're that, and you yeah. feel shit and crap. Yeah. To, to, to get out of that and become your own internal dialogue. Oh, definitely. Um, I remember my dad saying to me when I was four um, and, and then right up to, whoa, well, I don't know, but forever, um, I should have. And I put in my book, I never, ever say I should have. Of course, everybody does, but we limit. We've got to limit I should have. Right. Because, because don't, and I used to say, even when I was at school, when I was uh, between four and 15, I would never say I should have. I would always do something. 
I will always follow my dreams, you know. And of course, it took eight years after leaving school and like uh, 17 jobs, you know. It was like before I got the guts to say, yeah, um, I won't say I should have anymore. You know, I should have because he was a skilled carpenter and cabinet maker. And he said he should have gone into business with somebody who invited him into business and they would have done secondhand furniture and he would have done it up and they would have done new furniture. And he used to show me the shop as we went past it every day saying, I should have gone into business with this guy. I should have done this. I would, you know, he would have been the happiest person alive, but he didn't because it, it come from uh, seven years in the jungle fighting the Japanese right. you know, not knowing he worked for the electricity board, so unfortunately, all the electricity boards, they kept all the jobs open for the troops that came back, where if, if it was just a normal mum and dad business, they probably wouldn't. Hmm. So it was a, it was a series of, of um, situations where he'd got a job, he'd got security, he'd got so much a week. Yeah. You know, mum wasn't a go out and do it kind of person and push and he would have been um if they were both the same mind and saying i could have been killed for the last seven years day and night i could have been killed and so my life is free i can do what i want but they didn't they had a different mindset that said well, they kept the job open for me. I've got security. I know what I'm doing. I can, I, I can earn whatever it was, five pound a week or whatever it was in those days. And I can eke it out. I can have a mortgage. I can do this, do that, you know, and run a car. And, and they were happy in that security. But there was, there was something eating them up inside mm -hmm. saying, I should have, because he could see other people. Our next door neighbor was a, Accountant, you know, and somebody down the road was a plumber, and they were self-employed, and then somebody else, you know, and and it, and he used to go and work for people, and for free, you know, in his in his weekends, that uh, his friends, yeah, and they were, yeah. you know, self-employed, and it's like, and he didn't get anything for it, and it was like because he was a nice chap, and um, but he he was affected by the trauma mm -hmm. of the Japanese War, the trauma that happened. And um, it, it, it certainly, they, they have something when they come home now from war that is recognisable, but it wasn't recognised then, you know, and I was um, very often a punching bag and my mother used to scream her head off, saying, stop hitting him, you'll kill him. Yeah, and he nearly, he, he nearly did once or twice. No, but, um, that's... No. That's what happens, and it wasn't his fault. And I hated him. I hated him for, for years and years and years and years until I could understand that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't him. It was just you know, a trigger, mm -hmm. uh, and um, it was there. Well, that's what happens. That's it. <laughs> to millions of people. So I'm no different to millions and millions of people in that uh, who's got parents who had that situation. So that it's better to have a parent that um, you 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 can duck and you know run away from and uh, climb onto the roof and things yeah. like that uh, than not have a parent at all, I suppose. Right. Okay. That's that's interesting. That I, I had very similar upbringing to yourself. 
uh, quite a violent upbringing. And, uh, and it kind of goads you inside. It's like, right, you're not doing that to me anymore. I'm going to do this. What do I need to get out of this situation? You know? Yeah. Uh, so I had it at home and I had it at, at school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I say by 11, I wanted to finish it. But, I, you know, if we'd got, if we'd got the internet uh, in 1961, um, then I could have read up on how to have killed myself because I didn't know. <laughs> but, if I, but if I could have read it, I wouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Life's so confusing, though, and it is confusing. It is though. I mean, uh, yeah. So how, how did you, I mean? A lot of people have said if if they just read your title and that, going, oh, I must have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but obviously you haven't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. still get that? Do you still get that now? People say, oh, you must have. You're lucky. I don't believe it. Yeah. Most most people don't believe it. No, they don't. They, they, don't say they haven't experienced it, have they? They haven't experienced it themselves. If I give the book away, they still wouldn't read it. <laughs> this this book, I, I did actually put uh, on the first um, the first lot of books I printed, which was the first hundred. So uh, I did put this this the information in this book. Uh, this, oh, this book is a million pounds of mm -hmm. information in this book, yeah. which are billions and millions of pounds worth of information in the book. And of course, you know, people can't see it. They can't delve into it. They can't read between the lines. They can't no, see it. Right. They can't see it. Uh, but a lot of people can, you know, uh, and, and so therefore, you know, that's, that's good. And all the book goes, uh, all the proceeds go to charity. And, um, but it is, it is sad. Uh, and, and I thought about changing the title, but why should I change a title and, and conform? Yeah. Um, you know, that title is not a conformity uh, kind of, but it's a get off your ass and follow these instructions. Mm -hmm. But you most, and I do say in the book, most people are, are too afraid to become millionaires. Right. Too, <laughs> because it means they've got to make an effort. They, you know, you hear people, you hear people say, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to be a, what this, that or the other. But my mates will tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. It's your mates who are scared that they, that you're going to make it and they're going to look like fools or they're going to be left um, doing the same thing. But yeah. they, they can't get off their ass to actually come and join you yeah. because life's too easy. Life's too good. And we've had, we've had a good life for the last 80 years. And, it, and it's red. Uh, very, um, uh, shall we say, weak, weak mm -hmm. uh, thinking people. Yeah. Unfortunately, as uh, and it's not their fault. It's their their upbringing of um, people want to pamper their children. Yeah. People don't let their children um, go near a fire at yeah. the age of two. Um, my children at the age of two was uh, cleaning the fire grate out, stack, putting the paper in, stacking the wood, and lighting the match and lighting the fire. Mm -hmm. They understood that if fire burns, fire is you know is something that you can disfigure yourself with, right? Yeah. Things like that. They understood, and they would tell people to keep away from it. You know, burn. <laughs> two years old, two and a half. And then we had a pond in our garden. We moved 
And, um, and people go, oh, you need to put a fence around that pond. I go, I'm not putting a fence around the pond. With time, energy, yeah. cost. Just take my kids, put their heads over the pond and say, look, this is the pond, there's a fish, but if you put your head under, if you fall in, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so keep away from the pond. Yeah. Two, two three-year-olds pointing at the pond. Die. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, they know. They yeah. know. They've done a risk assessment. They yeah. have. And the Educated. method statement. The risk assessment is they're going to die if they fall in. The method statement is keep away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. Most people nowadays, they just rather than educate the children themselves on dangers of the world, they just leave it to the schools. And as we know, the schools even nowadays are a thousand times worse. Why would you give your child? to somebody that you don't know, you don't know where they've been, what they've been doing, what's in their mind, yeah. uh, how they've been brought up, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, why would you give your child to somebody, to a stranger, that, uh, and to educate them, and what are they educating them in? You know, I, okay. I did the same as everybody else. Um, yeah. They... They got both of my children got to 13 and then left school and I, I educated them mm -hmm. in the business and they came uh, every day into the business and they and there was with a manager and then they had to do the write-up uh, what they've been doing what they've learned at four o'clock in the afternoon they used to come into the office both of them did that you know and um yeah. and uh, both of them have been incredibly successful you know, because they understand what's going on and um so yeah I, it's a bit um my my new my new book uh, which is called the fleas that jumped higher um it's a, it's about school about being in school um if, if you've seen i got this from zig ziglar uh in the 1980s um when he was about a flea circus so you get a load of fleas you put them in a jar you put the lid on and the, and the fleas jump as kids do, you yeah. see kids, they jump and jump and jump and jump and run around and run around. You've got so much energy and jump and jump. But after a few days, you don't hear them hitting their head on the lid because they've been brainwashed that if they jump too high, they'll hit their head and you take the lid off and they can't jump out. Mm -hmm. Fortunately or fortunately, uh, unfortunately, some people are brainwashed because they are pretty good at remembering things and learning and being, in, you know, being controlled. And other people who can't read or are dyslexic or they are dyslexic or ADHD or whatever it may be, or, or just, uh, you know, can see things in the sky, you know, that other people can't see. Um, they're the ones that can jump out the jar. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and the people who are in the jar who, who can't jump, that was that was kind of me because for eight years I couldn't jump. Things had to get so bad, and and I thought I knew nothing, but I had learned something in each of those jobs that I'd had mm -hmm. um, that I could piece together. And I didn't realise this until the first day of being self-employed. You know, then I remembered I went on a time immersion course, you know, and it was things like that, and and how to how to do each job um, efficiently and quickly. And, so, you know, it's um, all these things. 
getting on the horse and just doing it, isn't it? It's going, right, Adam, let's just go do it. You know, that's what I say to my kids. It's like, just do it. Any opportunities come up, just go for it. Because even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn, learn from yeah. the experiences of it. You know, right. as you said, too many people are just frightened, scared to even try. Yeah. What could be the worst thing that could happen? And that's what you've got to ask yourself all the time. You know, yeah. if I do this, what is the worst thing? But yeah. what is the best thing as well? Yeah, totally. So, Absolutely. So um, if yeah. the worst thing is, well, you're just back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, build back better. There's a there's a phrase that I, I didn't uh, I didn't understand and I didn't trust from uh, I think the first time I heard it. Yeah. Well, you know, shall we go on to that? I don't know whether we're wherever, ready. To wherever go. you like, Neville. Wherever you want to go. Build back better. I've got a. I downloaded something from the government's website, March the sixteenth, two thousand and twenty. Build back better. Yeah. What are they on about? Are we not? Uh, is it? What's made it worse? Now we've got to make it better. Yeah. Um, and how are you making it better? Right. I believe that if you're going, if millions of people are going to vote a party, uh, a person, be prime minister and a party in there, then they are running the UK business. Yeah. It's a business. That's all it is. It's it is, a business. Yeah. No it's difference limited. to my business or your business or the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker's business. There's no difference, mm -hmm. right? Business UK, chairman of the board, Doris, Boris, whatever their name is, and, and he should be the mother and father of that, of, of the family. And we are the family. Yeah. And if you're going to look after your family, that's what you should do. Now, all the things, are, are they teaching the family? Are they helping the family? Are they making the family more prosperous? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. So if the answer is yes, we're, we don't need to build back better because yeah. we've, had, we've had 80 years from the last war where we could have built back better. And in times, sometimes we have. Uh, and in some times we haven't but that should be the main thing looking after people i mean it's uh, so ridiculous that we've got um this nhs which is a brilliant thing in the whenever it was 1940s or 50s whenever it was created yeah. um but it's gone way over the top um and it's wasting our money so therefore, if you want um, anything in life, say you want a new car, you, and and I, I shouldn't pay for it. You should pay for it. You know, if I want uh, an, if I want a new house or a different house, I should pay for it. Yeah. Not everybody else, right? So if I decided um, that to be uh, a girl. Right, and I had I had a feeling, I had a feeling that I was a girl. Then that's fine. I've got no issue with it. I work my socks off, go to a private clinic, and have the bits sorted. If I really truly want it, yeah, that's what I do. Because if you really truly want to um, eat in the best restaurants, you've got to do something about it. You've got to work. If you really truly want to go abroad every month for a holiday or whatever you've got to work for it 
and the same with anything else. Mm -hmm. Now, if you had a car accident or if you broke your leg, you fell skiing and whatever it may be, I can understand that there is an emergency yeah. place where they can mm -hmm. help you. Um, and, and that should, the remit of that place should be that kind of uh, situation. There's a, there's a minimum and maximum. And um, it's the same with everything. You know, they should put these things in for the good of the people that's voted for them and looking after them. You know, and um, yeah, I could go into that for days. I could, but I'm not. I'm well, not. We know, we know they're all self-serving and they've got their own businesses. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm glad you're the same as me, Neville, because you digress as much as I do. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, I, I get quite a few people say, did you um, your, your book, which is on audio? <laughs> um, did you do it yourself or people have heard it and they've said why didn't you do it yourself and I go can you imagine me um, yeah well in 1956 there was this oh I tell you what I've just remembered the next door neighbour's friends had a cut you know and I go that book instead of being oh. 13 hours to listen to it would be about 150 hours <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> so uh, recognize what you can do yeah uh, what you want to do recognize what uh what you um can't do or don't want to do because of whatever reasons yeah. so that's uh, people will go about happiness well that's happiness why are you doing something you don't want to do mm -hmm. um yeah if you want to be arnold schwarzenegger then you've got to Go and pump iron yeah. every day for five yeah. or six hours a day. If you want to be the world champion boxer, like you know, in my days was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. If, then you've got to go to the gym and you've got to hit the punch bag and you've got to train and you've got to train. Yeah, and and that's what you've got to do. Yeah. But if you hate boxing or um uh, any anything, if you don't want big muscles, then you won't do it. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that's fair enough. But don't bloody complain when you don't. This is it. So many people are unhappy and they say, oh, it's always been this way, This the, the way the system is. It's always been like this. Oh, God, you know, happiness is for lucky people. They don't realise that you have to work at it. You know, it's... The, the, the more you work at something, the luckier you get. Mm -hmm. If people go, well, when I get a deal, I'm going to go self-employed. I'm going into property. That's what they say to me. When I get a deal... You know, like the one that you've just got. You go, just a minute. I've been in this uh, for um, since 1966, so a hell of a long time. Um, and and the deals do come to you, mm -hmm. and you recognise them for what they are. And and if you take that uh, deal and it's appropriate, then yeah. people think you're lucky. No, I've done my apprenticeship at it. You know, years and years, decades. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they're, if they're waiting for the deal that I've just done, then they'll wait forever because it's like being a window cleaner. To get up to that top of the ladder, to get up to three stories high, you, you've got to walk up that ladder. I know they have poles nowadays and, um, uh, you know, automatic yeah, uh, washing, but you've got to go on every rung of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to build a house, you've got to have the foundations. Yeah. And, and you can't see, you look at any house, you don't see the foundations. You go, well, why have you wasted all that concrete then? 
Why did you waste all the time and energy and all the money to dig those foundations out when nobody can see it? <laughs> but that's it. You know, you've got to do it. People don't look at the, people don't look at the failures or the letdowns or the you know to get there. And there's quite a lot. Well, they can be good. They can. Yeah. I failed every day, you know, yeah. and it was like, and that's a yeah. I, I was taught things every day. Yeah. And, and it's like it doesn't matter whether it's shall we say good or bad or or, or right or wrong. You know, you can learn. You can learn from every aspect somebody said to me we had uh, about five deals a week going on in the 80s mm -hmm. and we had a um a person who was a conveyancer yeah so a lawyer yeah so we were churning properties like nobody's business and there was one i remember that we'd got to get over the line to buy it and it was real good deal and we was given a deadline if we didn't buy it somebody else would i told them and the um and, and and they didn't do it so we lost the deal oh and my secretary at the time she uh phoned and said we've completed our number whatever they and his secretary said Oh no, we haven't had time. And she says, but you know that that deal's gone now. And she said, yeah, but we haven't got time. Anyway, she flew at her because she was like, we told you and told you and told you. We need, anyway, he rang me and he said, don't you or any of your staff ever speak to my staff ever again like they were spoken to and I go I promise I will never speak to your stuff like that well I, I didn't speak to him but I said I promise I, I will never speak to and I will tell all my staff never ever to speak to any of your staff like that again thank you uh, when the five deals well, when the pipeline was finished, there was nothing in the pipeline tomorrow to carry on. Yeah. The pipeline yeah. stopped. When they, when they finished, um, they'd got no business with us. Wow. So therefore, that being told, don't you speak to me like that again, or don't you ever do this again, fine. I'm not going to argue. That's what they I appreciate what they said and I decided that I didn't want to work with them anymore and that's and that's the thing there's no, no bad feelings or anything we just went on to somebody else um, who hopefully would get those across the line cool. and that's, 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 that's why. so whether it's good or bad whatever people say to you don't take it to heart exactly you know take it uh, and learn from it and that's what people do. They, you know, take everything and they get all, uh, all huffy and puffy and yeah, yeah, back gets up. So, would you be able to achieve what you've achieved without a good woman by your side? Saves a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking for others. <laughs> um, 
Well, the thing is, it's uh, we have a 50-50 relationship. It's like um, we're in partnership, 50-50. So what do you want? A, a lot of people ask me this question. I do a lot of mentoring. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will ask the question, well, my wife doesn't understand or my husband doesn't understand. And, yeah. and I can't get anything, you know, when either this work-life balance is driving me mad. Got people say, as I've never had a problem with work-life balance. Mm -hmm. How come? Well, when you meet somebody and when you decide, you know, and, uh, and, and you decide that they're going to be, you're going to be partners, First of all, you've got to do this, you know, got to have a blueprint. Yeah. You've got to do some, these things. What do you want? Well, you know, I want to get, uh, as a lot of girls, especially in their 50s and 60s, I want to get married. I want a house. I want a car. I want babies. I want, you know, and this is, okay, so put your things down what you want. So if, uh, for instance, I didn't, say I didn't want a house, yeah. that or be married, or have children, or a car, or whatever it may be, holidays, whatever, then we would have been, uh, is it incompatible or un incompatible? Wait, incompatible. Yeah. Incompatible, yeah. So, you know, so it's lemons. You know, you're eating lemons, you know, all your life. If you're, if, I'm not saying lemons are not good for you, but, you know, not raw. You know, it's like, so, so what I'm saying is decide what you want. Yeah. And our first, um, shall we say, conflict was uh, when I was at a gas station, filling up my A40, which had got air conditioning in those days. Wow. Yeah, it got holes rotten in the bottom. of. It's <laughs> 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 so, therefore, don't, you know, use it for the summer because it's brilliant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so That's funny. With our gas station getting two or three pounds worth of gas and I said to Marilyn can you go and pay I'll fill it up so she said no your car you pay and, I, and I've just been on this time and motion thing about and I didn't want to spend my life on a forecourt so I decided when I was 17 that the quicker I could get off that forecourt yeah. to pump in gas, oh, and I used to be a gas pump. I used to be a grease monkey at one time, uh, pumping gas. Um, but the sooner I could get off that forecourt, the better it is. I'm on my way in life. And she wasn't going to go in. She was yeah. going to sit in the car, like you see, hundreds and hundreds of people sit in the car. The, the person fills it up and then goes... And you can't, you need to get to that next pump. Mm. I'm thinking of the person behind me and also myself. So I said to her, okay, I'll give you the car. It's your car now. You can have it. I'll drive you around because I've got the license. She hadn't. I'll drive you around, but no issue. Now go and pay for petrol. It's your car. And we had a discussion, and from that day on the forecourt, everything was the same. We, I, I was earning at that time about fifteen pounds a week, and she was earning about three pounds a week. And we put the money together. 
equal, 50-50. I was 100% of her money and 100% of mine. Right. I've got five times as much as you. No, it was the same. Mm -hmm. That's, and when you, I don't know what the question was, something about being a good woman behind you. Yeah. yeah. No, she was very often in front. Right. So, well, she could read. Bloody good, that was. I thought, ticking pops there, isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> but I was the one who could, you know, motivate things, do things. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was, it was a 50-50. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, um, and this, this is it. As you, as you say, it has to be fifty-fifty, doesn't it? If if it's like one-sided, it's not going to happen. No, it won't happen. And it's um, and so to get it sorted out before you get too far along, and it is is best because I've known people who have been with uh, partners for a long time, years and years and years. One's wanted children and one hasn't. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you get to, there's an age clock inside you, isn't there? There's a, a thing of, well, if I don't do it, I'm never going to have any. Yeah. And this is what I want. And some people will put up with it and regret it. And some people will say, I'm sorry, you know, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And go and find somebody who they're more compatible with. Would it be far better to have done that five years before? Yeah. Or, but you don't know these things. You know, life is, um, you don't get a manual, do you? No, you don't get a manual. When, when your baby's born, you know, the manual doesn't come out with it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, you're missing you know, a trick there. A of, you're missing a, a trick, things. Neville. What? You're missing a trick. Yeah. Do a manual for babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they should be doing this in school. You know? Simply, yeah. They should be d doing that in school instead of some of the stuff that they do. They should be teaching business in school. Yeah, from from the age of, well, when they go, four, yeah. five. Yeah. You know? Growing food. People say, um, I, I, I've heard people say, oh, I told my children um, that, what do they think? Money grows on trees. They want this and they want that. I go, well, it does. Money does grow on trees. There'd be no fruit farmers if money didn't go on trees. You know, there would be like, you wouldn't have any coffee or whatever if, if you didn't have shrubs and trees. So yeah. this whole thing about what do you think? Money grows on trees. Yes. Teach every child that money grows on trees. And, and, and they can have anything they want in life. Anything at all. My, my grandkids and great-grandkids, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I want an ice cream. I say, you can have an ice cream. There's no problem. In fact, you can have as many ice creams as you like. Oh, pop, the best, because they, they, well, they call me pop, but there's, <laughs> there, there, there is this bit on the end of it, pop, and I don't listen. Pardon, pardon, pop, pardon, pop, the best pop in the world, can I have an ice cream? Ah, oh, yes, you can. Yeah. But not now, after your dinner. Yeah. You know, and you can have as many as you like, but not all today. Yeah. Because you can have one a week, you know, and it's like, yeah. so you're teaching kids, they can have anything in life that they want. Yeah. As long as it's not damaging them, mm -hmm. and as long as it's taking them nearer to, not further from their goal. 
you know, <laughs> snorting coke will be, I'm sure, is not a goal that majority of people want. You yeah. know, there are other things. So, you know, it's just education. It is. You can have it if you want, but you're going to die. <laughs> Do you want to die? You know, and it's like um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the education system is unfortunately um, uh, not right. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it's from, from, the, from the top. It is because you speak to the teachers and they've got curriculum that they can't yeah. go one way or the other. They're trapped. Yeah. And, um, that's why lots are leaving right now. Lots, lots of school teachers and headmasters are leaving schools right now. A brilliant time to start private education. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about um, homeschooling, homeschooling and stuff like that? Where I, I did homeschooling. Mm -hmm. We was in a very, very fortunate position to homeschool. Um, it, right. it was called um, my children. Uh, one of them was being bullied uh, to at the point of where I was at 11 years old. Um, uh, so the next day, when I found out what was happening the next day, um, she left school and um, and they demanded, the, choosing a private school, they demanded the next quarter's rent, whatever it is, fees. Um, and I told them they should add, they've got six weeks of that curriculum year or whatever it was to, I said, that's enough. And you, you, you should be looking after my child. But if you can't or you won't, then I'll look after myself. Yeah. And they said, we're going to report you to the authorities. And I said, don't worry about that. I've got no issue. I'll report myself. So I reported myself uh, to three local authority um, bases and not one person came around. Really? And, they, and we kept a record and that. And the curriculum was about business because she used to come to the uh, our business, both of them did, um, and, and uh, all aspects of business. And then we got home, it was cooking, it was like all types of things. So they had a much better education, they did. Uh, and I've told people over and over again, if you've got a child that is very, very unhappy, you know, um, take it out. Till it's either ready to go back or probably doesn't want to go back, but educate it uh, for the happiness of the child. And when I say happiness, I'm not talking about letting them go on a, what do they call them, tablets. Yeah. <laughs> not that. You know, it's a, there is, there's other things. There should be a, a rounded curriculum. Yeah. They used to have playing fields and used to go run round over the field, I don't know what they do now, but a lot of it's been built on. Yeah, um, and and their their curriculum is too focused on uh, getting a tick in the box for the school, not a tick in the box for the child. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, 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 sports day and um, uh, prize giving day they used to have, and then all these kids get prizes if they could remember what the teacher had said. Um, <laughs> And, and the kids like me would get nothing. But I never got anything for the best stone picker of the football field um, <laughs> because I used to have to drag this bloody cart around with all the other um, kids who have got problems. Yeah. And yeah. we used to have to take the stones off the field so the, the kids who could play football didn't hurt themselves when they fell over. 
Yeah, so we never we never got anything on prize giving for that. Yeah, because we were scum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a pain yeah, in the arse. But I tell you what, it taught me to be tidy. It taught me to look at the field and go, yeah, there's you know whatever. It taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I had any litter on my sites, <laughs> you know, things like that, because you you know that was it. Well, that's it. Well, that's kind of a work ethic in itself, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. taught me more than I'll ever realise. They taught me more about um, education, um, thinking they was punishing me. Yeah. Than they'll ever realise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's the way you look at things, and um, yeah, and and uh, I up to the age of twenty four, I would say I'd still got the mentality of it's not fair. Right. Okay. It's not fair. Those rich people, you know, it's not fair. I should have some of that. I should win the uh, lotto or whatever it was. You know, if only, you know, I could win the lotto. I'm going to do it this week, you know. And, and, and when you drop that attitude of you ain't going to win, <laughs> and if you did win, you wouldn't know what to do with it. You wouldn't be able to control it you, and you'd lose it. So, so it was like at 24, growing up and saying, now I'm responsible. And I'm, I can't blame the weather. I can't blame the next door neighbor. I can't blame the government. I can't blame blah blah blah. And I, here I am. Um, you know, I am blaming the government. You know, for <laughs> a lot of bloody things because it's um, you know the roles have reversed. Uh -huh. you know, I'm not stupid anymore. It's um... and that's the end of part one. And next week, part two. See you then.